0: Okay, welcome back to Growing Up in the Wilds of Suburbia. I am your host, Chad brochures and I am talking about deception today. Yeah. <laughs> it's more or less the pattern of deception, not one-time occurrences that people can kind of like, you know, mislead you on. Um, Athena is actually in with us today. Um, she's going to be doing her little... I don't know. Is that Rose from Titanic? doing a little pose. I don't know. Uh, okay. So again, I'm not talking about the one-time occurrences. Like whenever you go and, you know, may buy something and somebody's made you believe that, you know, a product is a certain type of product. I mean, there's always questions to ask that can help. And I'll get to some of those. Uh, but first let's, let's paint out the picture here. First and foremost, have you ever noticed yourself in a situation or a relationship where somebody continuously misleads you and you keep catching it or you, you kind of know it uh, or you realize it, but they've kind of misled you again. It's like this repetitious thing where, you know, you may be, you know, it's a friend of yours and they're like, you know what? I'm I'm just feeling some hard times. I need some money. And you're like, all right, well, you know what? I'll hook you up. You're a friend of mine. And then they, they get the money and you find out that they use the money to go do something other than, you know, maybe go and get groceries or whatever it might be. That individual obviously misled you. Now, what do you do about that misleading? Do you say, okay, well, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's a one-off or I didn't follow up to find out what's going on. Um, and it's scenarios like that that can leave you with this. I don't know. They're all right. They're good people. You know, it's whatever that might be. Um. Uh, If I get somebody to jump in on the chat here and and ask for my uh, definition, my my living and working definition of trust, then I'll go into that. Uh, If not, then there's a video that I recorded about five years ago that actually goes over trust, but it's on a different channel. It's actually under my my real name versus the show's name. So i get a little sip here. All right. Okay. So the person continuously misleads you. Now the person may say, okay, well, I need money to go get food, whatever. So if know that this scenario is the other person is they're playing a game, but it's not like a conscious, like they're, you know, playing a game of chess with you or anything like that. Um, If they're doing it initially, they're more likely just like they're feeling it out to see if they can figure out how to get their way. Like I'm not trying to make anybody cynical at all. If anything, I want to try to bring people together better in a, a more successful way over time. Than to have people, you know, go well. I'm never going to spend time with them again because you, uh, you get into some biology over that one, and it actually goes about the um, the bacterial uh, bacterial influences in the colon. But uh, we can also possibly touch on that later. We'll see. All right. So the person's playing a game, but they're not really doing it consciously. It's not like they're sitting there trying to mastermind. Now some people will. Uh, but I would say that there seems to be more often than not, from my experiences and interviews that I've done. By the way, I interview people all the time. Um, you know, it's I'll ask detail-oriented questions where somebody will throw out a narrative, and I've got to get the details about it because the narrative is robbing us of the depth of its reality. But the narrative seems to really offer some sort of satisfaction, as if the details are already in the package. Right versus going well what about this or what about that? And then trying to get some real depth and answers out of that. So, okay. So what I will do, uh, so in in this scenario, and I'll get into how I handle this whenever somebody asks me for something. uh, It's not that I don't give things that I don't help people. I do it all the time, but I try to do it as maturely and as, as thought out as I possibly can. Okay. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. but Yeah, I definitely did. My little girl's back there moving around. Okay. All right. So, The person is playing this involuntary, it's just, I guess it's probably better to call it an involuntary game with you. You don't really realize it in the initial phases, unless you yourself are more prone to manipulation and less prone to just genuine and authentic relationships. Uh, So as this individual says, well, I need money to go to the grocery store to get some food or whatever that might be. uh, You're like, okay, well, let me help you out you give them money and then they go off and they spend it. Now they can spend it in a lot of places so we'll try to make it more tangible but I don't want my example to kind of be like the cognified this is it. You know, this is the only thing that it can be. You like let's say the person has a drinking problem but you don't know it. It's under the floor or, or something You're like, yeah, they drink a little heavy, but you don't really know the depth of how many times they drink during the week or how long, how many days, all that stuff. You just know that when you go out and party or when you do spend time around them and there's a drinking environment, they seem like they they drink quite a bit by comparison to yourself. That'll be the the scenario for now, but I'm not making it again to reiterate that. I'm not making that, that this is the whole of those experiences or that that is the whole of the, the, the games that can be played. This is just to give us something a little more tangible. Person goes off and they buy alcohol. Oh, you don't know what they're doing. Like I'm a little short on my telephone bill or electric, whatever it is. Oh, I need my phone because if I don't have it, I won't be able to, you know, get the calls whenever my boss calls me for overtime or I'm waiting for a job or whatever, you know, I've got my, my kid that's going to be reaching out to me or my baby's mom or whatever that might be, or, you know um, you know, like my baby's daddy, whatever. I don't know. It's for this one. We'll just say the other person goes off, they buy alcohol. You don't know what happened. Now it comes to the end of the week. And you know, that's when they were supposed to pay you back in this scenario. It's Monday, Friday comes along. They're supposed to pay you back. You see them. They don't really say much. They talk about other stuff. If you bring it up, if you do see them at all, um, they kind of re divert it. They don't really talk about it. And if they do talk about it, it's like, I can't pay you back right now, or I can pay you back part of it. Like, okay, whatever, you know, you just give me back the rest of it when you can, because this is still the earlier phase of it. This isn't like you've been dealing with this for a while. Well, you did do something that you didn't realize other than just give the person money. You've given them in a successful attempt to get money from you. And you've shown them a way of being able to kind of leverage the opportunity. Now, first time occurrences, you could very easily have a defense against it next time and be like, I'm not going to loan you money again. You still owe me money. Uh, Or you're on some pretty hard times. I'm sorry you can't help, but maybe we can get you some work somewhere that might be able to help facilitate that so that it's not in the pay my bills scenario. It's in the, you know, I'm going to help you get another job or you can work on, you know, I got a friend that's, you know, maybe has some side work that you can do to pay, you know, catch up as well as pay me off, pay me back. So, oh, but that would be my piece. Actually, is how I deal with it. But this individual tells you on this Friday, I don't quite have it right now, or I don't have enough of it. And then by the end of the weekend, they're like, "Hey, you know, I really, I hate to do this again, but I need a little more money." You know, um, I yeah, I got my electric paid, uh, but the phone bills do, or I got the phone bill due or paid, but my electrics do. Uh, or rents a little short and I'm gonna end up you know getting a penalty if I don't pay now. I, you would really help me out do me a solid blah blah. and then you give them money again because they're you're emotionally involved and invested in making sure that their life isn't as hard as it can be. You're trying to help. The person's taking advantage in this scenario of you and your you know your generosity and you may be starting the process of becoming an enabler. Now you'd start to become an enabler if you know about it, but you don't do anything different. You just keep offering them money. You know, whether it takes, you know, a, a five-minute conversation or a five-hour conversation. I have actually have experienced people having the five-hour conversation. Like you could have actually gotten quite a bit of money working someplace for those five hours than to sit here and try to work that person over just to get them to talk to pay your bills again or to give you money, then you're going to go off and do something. So that would be the money factor. Now, if it's a relationship factor. Oh, and this is one that a lot of people seem to find pretty interesting and takeaways from my videos. It seems to be more in the relationship area, but I like to talk about relationships as a whole, but it seems that the dating relationships seem to be pretty to- hotter, hotter topics. Um, so you can have a scenario where it may not even be the same person. You know, I'm tired of dating assholes. I'm, t- I'm tired of dating women that only use me for X. You know, it seems that I've heard more women, venting their frustrations about the guys they date than guys for venting their frustration about the women. Um, but it's, it could also be just because I'm a guy and women may tell me more about what's going on in the relationships and other guys would be like, dude, I don't want to talk about it. I don't express emotions very well, but they still feel the frustration. They may just may not talk about it. Uh, but I'll go by what I've talked about mostly. Again, I interview a lot, but some of the people that I've talked to that would be guys in scenarios like this, um, some of them are a little touchy about those stories being shared. I understand. Um, uh, and even if I give them a, you know, a fake name or something, it's still, they, they, they still would be a little bothered that I shared it. So, uh, on the other hand, I, I women don't seem to have as much of a problem with me sharing those stories. So, I'm um, but I'm also not going to dime out their names or give any kind of detail that actually would, you know, put their world or their laundry out there either. So I just, I have more respect for people than that. Uh, but I can give like scenarios and then, you know, values in the stories, but not necessarily the details for identity. So, and I'll keep it that way for now. Actually just keep it that way. Uh, so dating relationship issues where people are like, you know what? I, I really am tired of guys that lie. What kind of guy is it first? You're going to be attracted to a certain type of person. They you know, may be initially attracted from a distance based off the way the person looks, um, it could be that they have a particular type of physical build. It could be that they have a certain type of fashion sense. It could be that they have a specific preference in the items that they purchase, you know, the kind of car they drive, the kind of house they have, you know, uh, where they go when they spend their time, you know, with things like that. The environment usually does tilt the hat, not as an absolute, but as a higher probability I uh, will tilt the hat to a specific type of personality that goes to that environment. So if it's out in the clubs regularly, I personally left the environment of the clubs. I don't care for them myself. Uh, I left those about a decade ago. Really. I'm not a fan of clubs. I uh, just think that there's a lot of unnecessary things and it's more of a, a showcase kind of situation. Uh, but everybody has their own experiences, and their own preferences. I'm not downing it. It's just not my thing. Uh, but if I were to go to some place like going to play pool, that is a bar kind of situation or setup, uh, pool hall stuff like that, uh, bowling alleys, things that have some sort of integration with other activities other than just drinking, is my preference. Uh, you said I do like to have a good time and you know enjoy myself. So uh, now you'll have certain personalities that hang out in those environments. So you'll have people that they uh, you know if you have nightclubs. And they wear classy, uh, flashy clothes, and you know they've got all the jewelry and things like that. Or, and again, it, this isn't like to say that because you dress a certain way or that you act a certain way necessarily that that means you are that way. Just saying the probability is higher. It's not a guarantee. Okay, so as far as that goes, I hope the people that watch my videos understand that this is where I'm coming from. I'm coming from probabilities, not absolutes. So the probability is that you may have somebody that is. More likely to flash money or to treat you like, you know, (laughs) treat you like a princess or a queen. I have a question about that. If you're being treated like a princess or a queen, are you also being treated like a object? An object of some sort. I have never really been a fan of twerking. I actually wrote a paper called I got my PhD in twerking and it was, it was my take on modern dating. Uh, I won't go over that right now. I've done a couple of videos on it and I also wrote the article uh, and I published it in a couple of places, but nothing major, no, no lines, anything like that. I just published it on the internet because I was hoping somebody would read it and find some value in it. Uh, but if you go to the club and you're twerking, for those that aren't familiar, twerking is where you predominantly are shaking your butt you know, you're shaking your backside. Um, You're showing um, people are looking for arithmetic value that would be insinuating certain types of sexual acts or uh, sexual attractions. Uh, I'm not saying that's the only reason, but in my experience and my interviews with people, it is almost always what the intentions are. But again, there's always margin of error in my thinking in that, or uh, again, I'm not speaking about absolutes, but if you're going to be shaking your butt and a, very um sexual way, uh, you're likely going to attract people that are sexually interested, but may not necessarily be interested in investing in other ways. So you start a relationship with that person. If they're only interested in the sexual element and you're using that as a way of like, you know what, I like to have fun. We're having a good time and I want to I want a serious relationship. I'm tired of the you know, a newer term that seems to be pretty common now, and it may be old, but that's because I am, uh, where people call those people, like the guys that get involved with that, they call them F boys. Um, for those that are adults, they kind of know what I mean. If there's any kids watching this, get off for this episode, maybe. Don't, don't listen to it. <laughs> uh, depends on your age and uh, also maturity. Um, and I don't intend to actually mislead anybody. So now if you're shaking it, you draw the person in that person's interested in how you move your body for that reason, then you may not necessarily have the deep rewarding type of relationship you're looking for. You may have more of the physical and the uh, transactional type of relationship, which is also becoming somewhat a little more popular lately. Um, You know, like sugar babies, sugar daddies, you know, um, you know, sugar mamas, those kind of things. I'm not saying they're wrong. It's not really my thing. Uh, I'm not here to judge people that get into those relationships. They have uh, reason for their services in that sense, like the relationship serves something in their lives. It's not my thing. and I'm not going to make it wrong for that. It's, I've, I've turned many women away for that reason, that that's their interest, and I'm not looking for that. Oh, have never been that kind of, I just, I don't care for the one night stand approaches. That's also one of the reasons why I'm always looking to dig a little bit deeper and why I'm more prone to interviewing people or just talking to them about their experiences versus going, well, I like the way she moves or I like the way, you know, well, maybe not necessarily for me, uh, but you know, if a girl's like, I like the way he moves, you no, know, then that's more of, you know, it, it, you would want the relationship to be further than that or not understand it. Cause if you want it to be more And depth in that, then you may want to have more of a rationing type of approach to it where you don't necessarily sleep with the person right away. Um, or if you do, you have a very strong understanding and you remove the fear element of rejection and increase the honesty conversation pieces, which is, I'd like to know more about you in this way or that way, but I, um, I also want to, I want to, you know, I want to get to know you. And I also have similar views about what I'd like to experience as you do as well. And you create that agreement to work for you. It's not an inherited relationship in this scenario. You're actually creating a relationship that works for you at that time. Doesn't mean in three months it's going to be the same. You really should have those conversations continuously to branch out. Now you do also have people that say, you know what? I want somebody to want me for who I am. And then they go out and they, they, you know, <laughs> really date myself on this one, go out and they shake their tail feather right? And then like, I got somebody to want me for who I am. All I ever run into is gold diggers. Well, what are you doing? Are you going around flashing money? Do you have the flashy card? You spend most of the time or, or portions of the time talking about how much money you have or how influential you are with your business or whatever it is. And you're training the person to re- appreciate you for that element about you. And you're showing how important that element is about you or that that element is for you. That person's also likely to talk about that with you and find that that's the focal point of the relationship. Doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, if that's the kind of relationship you want, then that's what you want. But in this scenario, and as the example was kind of unfolding, there is you don't want that. You're saying that's all they want. Is like, I keep running into gold diggers or women that are only after my money or men that are only after my money. Look at what you're doing to, to draw them in. It's a lot like fishing. What bait are you using? You no, know, you're going out fishing. What the heck are you fishing for? Know that before the cross signals go in. So let's say you meet somebody and you start dating them and they, they've they misled you because you didn't create an environment to be honest in, where you can be just human beings and a leveling thing and be like, look, if if that's the way that this is going to go, you just met the person and you both have mutual attraction. You want something deeper, but you also do have that physical attraction. You could very easily be like, look, I'm very honest about the situation. I do physically want to experience something with you today or tonight or whatever that won't change on your next answers. We're still, I still fully intend to do that with you, but I also do want to have something. that's a little bit more meaningful long-term with, you know, more communication, maybe going on vacations or doing things with you, Uh, whatever that is, put it out there. You don't want to say, well, if you don't if you genuinely do want to have, you know, that kind of an interaction with the person, you want to have sex with them or whatever, you can be honest about it. We're in a different scenario or a different era now, anyway. If that's what you want, then say it. And then from there, you can say, you know what? I do want to go ahead and have sex with you tonight or today, or again, whatever time of day it is. But I'm also looking for these other things. Are you looking for that? Either way, we're going to go ahead and go into this, and I'm not going to take anything away from it. Oh, I've got a couple of backbend things that I've been practicing. I want to try out, you know, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> Fun to it. Um, but you could say that. Right. And then you have the other side of it, which is you've created a safe space. If you're like, you know what, maybe this will happen more than once, but I would like something a little bit more. I'd like something that would facilitate that. And if that's not what you want, then put it out now. Tell me now. It's okay. That's creating a safe space enough. It's creating a place for honesty and then from there you're less likely to be misled i'm not saying it's impossible to be misled cuz they still may not feel it because of how many times they've gone through situations where it, when they were honest they were they were chastised or they were you know abused in some way it, it's don't you know that may be something you have to continue to practice it's not a one time fix is all kind of thing Now, if you don't have that kind of honesty with a person and that kind of creation of a relationship and you're like, well, that person's misled me again, there's a pretty good chance that they're misleading you because of how you're taking the approach. Again, back to the fishing analogy. What are you, like, how are you fishing? What are you using? What is your bait? Oh, I've got something going on on my social media or somebody's going nuts. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but it's a, it's a blipping. (laughs) All right. So. Let me take a quick look and see if I've got any questions there. Pardon me for a moment while I do this. Okay. Nope, nope. Good there. And here. You got to love that little, like, I've got a picture that I put out on my Instagram that was actually Pennywise the Clown, and it says on it, I promise I'm honest. And then the, the girl goes sliding into the sewer and it's, like you know, it's three different photos as she's disappearing. It says, seems sincere to me, hearty face. <laughs> anyway, it was silly stuff, man. It's why not have some fun with it. We're only going to live this life, right. That we know of if we get another opportunity, that's awesome. <laughs> but I, I plan on, you know, enjoying the hell out of what I got while I got it. So, okay. All right. With that, you you want to look for your own patterns, and if you want to be able to identify whether or not somebody's going to continuously mislead you, it's probably also you have some culpability in this situation. Oh, if you want a different relationship, be the person you want to date. If you're going to sit back and be like, you know what, I I can't have that. It I I keep dating the wrong person or whatever. It's like, are you dating the wrong person or are you being the wrong person in the date? Oh. For the people that like the laws of attraction, right? The Secret is the documentary in the book. Uh, I go to the psychology of it. I don't go into the, uh, the esoteric and superstitious or the potential of superstition. I go to more of the psychology of it. People will be attracted to the way you act, not just the way you look. If you act and look in a way that's congruent for the kind of person that you want to date, you're likely to draw that type of person in. If you don't act that way or look that way or combination of both, you're also likely to turn that person away and attract the person in your life that fits that particular persona, the way you act, the way you look. It's your call. So it's you pick what you want in your life and then be the person you want to date. Behave the way you want the person to date would behave. If you want somebody that's going to take care of you financially, put it out there. I personally am not out for relationships like that of any sort, whether I'm that person for someone or that person for me. Don't want it. So, of course, I accept contributions. (laughs) But at the same time, though, I don't want that type of relationship for myself in that way. All right. So, the individuals in your life, if you act, and dress a certain way, there's a pretty good chance you're gonna attract the kind of people in that you have been attracting in. If you don't know how to break free of the way of thinking or the way of acting that is less conducive for the kind of guy that you or the girl that you want to date, then start reading different books. You know, read more on something that's developmentally sound, something that's gonna be more into. For me, I personally like sciences. I am not a big fan of nonfiction. I'm sorry, fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of fiction. I like nonfiction. I like things that are data-driven. But I, I read that stuff. I enjoy it. But I also have that particular persona. If you meet me in person, you'd realize that I like the sciences. Uh, I'm not much for, you know, I I watch movies that are based on books, but I don't really like to read the books that are based for movies. uh, Movies are based on, I'd rather pick up a book on nutrition or physiology or psychology, you know, sociology, business. It's all kinds of other stuff. That's my preference. But if you think about it, and I go out on a date with somebody and I want to talk about business or something that's developmentally sound, and I want to get to know them. What's the likelihood I'm gonna be sitting down with somebody that only wants to talk about the kind of nail polish they like, what kind of fashion that they're into? It's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we wouldn't necessarily have that fruitful of a conversation. Although I have a habit of digging deeper and kind of turning it into something a little bit more meaningful. But if I didn't do that intentionally or have that type of skill set, then there's a pretty good chance we'd just sit across the table from each other and just stare. And I'll be like, well there goes a check mark against the idea that perhaps this person's going to be able to you know sit on a business council with me. That's not, you know, fashion related. Now um, it, it may be different things. And these obviously are just notions that I'm conceiving at the time, but it's also likely the person would facilitate that, but I'm not locking them into a box. They may have latent bil- abilities. I will find that out myself personally, but in this example, you can just sit and be like, this person doesn't work out that way. What else can we do? Oh, this person likes to have a good time. Cool. They're they're funny. Okay, we can do that. We can we can have jokes. So if you want to have people stop being deceptive to you, first find out, are you creating the environment for deception? It's really if you don't take personal responsibility, the likelihood of you ever breaking that habit or pattern is pretty low. It's you're waiting for a lottery opportunity to change. Oh, so you don't want to have an accident in your life that changes your life, and then that's whenever you start putting effort into developing yourself. So uh, do it now. Don't wait for the lottery. I'm telling you, don't wait for the lottery. You'll you'll change the whole person that you are. If you have somebody in your life that seems to be the, a lottery winner for you, you're also likely to have, you're more prone to having desperate behaviors to keep the person around, which means you're going to change your characteristics and your personality in a way over time, if you're afraid you're going to lose that sense of security, that the person brings into your life. But if you start being the person to, for that like I, I take care of myself. I'm, I'm secure in myself. I don't need to worry about that. Then you're more likely to, uh, you're less likely to behave with desperation and more likely to let the absolute sincere person out. Uh, the deeper, more dynamic you. When you're in desperation, you don't have as much of a dynamic response. You're kind of fight or flight. You're more prone to fight or flight. But in this scenario, I'm giving you now is when you can actually let more of you out because you're not desperate for that person to be in your life, but you really like them in your life. Relationships of want versus need. You Watch out for the relationships of need. Push towards relationships of want. Want means you can do with or without, but preferably with. Need, on the other hand, is more prone to um, desperation. And that's where you also are more prone to being uh, deceitful yourself and or misleading. Uh, lying in whatever fashion that kind of suits the opportunity. Uh, be more mindful of that and you're less likely to be stuck in those situations. Okay, I'm not going to continue to go on for now, but please do uh, put comments in the comment section if you have questions about that. Uh, my next video, I probably will do an updated version on um, uh, trust and it's not as permanent as people make it out to be. Uh, and why you really should pay attention to that video because it will have some interesting insights on it. I've, everybody I've shared trust with loves the insights because it gives a new freedom to life. It gives a new reborn opportunity. So reborn, through a D in there. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for watching. I do appreciate all of the time you guys spend on this. We're all in this together. Uh, until next time, please think critically. Please like and subscribe to the channel Uh, hit the bell notification you'll find out whenever I'm going to go live also um, share this video with the person in your life that you know really could benefit from it I may go off topic slightly at times and ramble a little bit but every day I strive to go one percent better and I hope that you're taking some nuggets away I always um, look forward to you guys sharing the nuggets that you're getting out of this the little things the takeaways that you get and put it into the comment section Uh, It gives me some feedback uh, aside from the people I talk to in person or on the phone, email, Facebook, Instagram, all these other places I talk to people, but I also like them in the comment section here. Uh, But again, share this with the person in your life, you know, that will benefit uh, and perhaps start, start working on changing their life. Uh, So thank you so much for your time. Again, this is Chad Everett brochures. I am the host of growing up in the wilds of suburbia all uh, right, until next time, uh, let's create what we want. You know, let's really, let's create it. Uh, we don't need to take it. We can create it. So, all right, till next time, let's all have a great day, and I'm um, looking forward to the next one. Enjoy.